I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this episode is recorded, the Gubby Gubby people. I would also like to acknowledge the First Nations peoples and language groups across this entire nation in which conception, pregnancy and sacred motherhood knowledge has been shared. We pay our deepest respects to their elders past, present and emerging and further extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hello, hello and welcome. You are listening to the Oxytocin Hour. I'm your host, Dana. I'm a midwife, mum of five and all-round oxytocin enthusiast. People are all too willing to share their negative experiences of conception, pregnancy, labour, birth and beyond. The Oxytocin Hour is your safe haven, filled with positive experiences from mums, dads, doulas, midwives and everyone in between. Each week we will release a new episode with the intent to uplift and inspire you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Now, let's get into today's episode. This and every episode of the Oxytocin Hour is strictly for entertainment purposes and is not to be used as medical advice. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Dana. Now, if you haven't listened to the first Dear Dana that I've released, I strongly encourage you to go back and have a listen just because I give a rundown of what to expect with these Monday release Dear Dana episodes as opposed to the Thursday episodes that I release on the Oxytocin Hour. So on today's episode, we have a new question from a new listener from one of the question boxes that I've popped up recently on my Instagram page. And I'm going to give my two cents with the question. I do know what the question is, but I just want you to know that I don't pre-script or think too heavily on these questions before I actually record these Dear Dana episodes because I don't want it to be scripted. I just want it to be very natural sort of response to the question. Okay, today's question is, Dear Dana, I have a question about delayed cord clamping. I asked my midwife to do delayed cord clamping after the birth of my third baby six days ago. Congratulations, by the way. She waited what felt like five minutes maximum before clamping the cord and then cutting it. I noticed his cord appeared to be full of something. It was not white. Could it have been more blood? Should I have waited longer? And do midwives wait five minutes? Okay, I thought this was a really good, well, that was many questions, but (laughs) a really good topic to speak about uh, because I've seen, especially recently, a lot more sort of, I find like in the birth world, like when we're talking in terms of social media, there's always like trending themes that pop up all the time. So people might be talking about like big babies or like ultrasound scans and blah, blah, blah. So Lately, I've seen a lot about delayed cord clamping. So I was like, yes, this is the one. So thank you so much, firstly, for writing in. Um, I love hearing from you. And if you're listening to this and you have a burning question, please feel free to like DM me. So the first question was, could it have been more blood? I just want everyone to know that I typically don't... um, Typically. I will not answer like individualized medical questions on here um and when we start talking about like your unique actual specific circumstances and you start asking me questions I just have to be really careful about what I'm saying 
Okay, so um, could it have been more blood? Well, in this instance, when you're saying the cord wasn't white, I think it's a, a pretty fair assumption to make that if it wasn't white and there was something in the cord, well, the only thing it really could have been is more blood. But I can't really say for sure because I wasn't there. <laughs> Which sounds so silly saying, but yeah, that's... Okay, the next question. Should I have waited longer? Well, I don't think it's a matter of you waiting um, because it says in like what you have written that you asked your midwife to do delayed cord clamping. So therefore... I mean, the onus would be on her to do the delayed cord clamping. You are the woman that's just given birth and you weren't the one to say, all right, I think that's enough. Let's clamp the cord. It was the midwife knowing that you wanted to do delayed cord clamping. Um, so yeah, the question would be, should she have waited longer? And when we ask this question, I think it's really important to define what excuse me, what delayed cord clamping actually is, because we really need to be mindful of the language that we use well, in our day-to-day -day life, but I mean more specifically in the birth space. So if you have a birth plan, I want to urge you to have a think a lot deeper on the language that you've used with your preferences and the language that you use when you're conversing with whoever your care provider is and your support people and what their understanding of the words that you have used is. So delayed cord clamping, uh, that could mean that your care provider might only wait 30 seconds to a few minutes after the birth um, and they may think that that is a sufficient amount of time because they haven't uh, clamped it immediately but for you know one woman they might think that that's sufficient but for another woman they would be like oh my gosh no like that's way too soon so I'm just guessing here but when you said, like in the first question, you noticed that his cord appeared to be full of something and it wasn't white. I'm just going to assume that you wanted to wait until your baby's cord was completely white with no blood left in it. So in that case, it, it probably would be beneficial to use the terminology of instead of saying, you know, I would like delayed cord clamping. I would like my baby's cord to be completely white with no blood left in it. Just to sort of make things really black and white for what you want. Because when you use language like delayed cord clamping, it's like, what is someone's interpretation of that? So if what you were wanting was for the baby's um, blood volume or total blood volume to be put back into their body, um, via the cord and from the placenta then yes it does sound if there was blood still in in the cord sound like they should have waited longer but I mean this is just a a point for you to like me talking about this this is something to consider like if you decide to have another baby and things like that but at this point um, it's really hard to to give the answer of like, should I have waited? So the next question was, do midwives wait five minutes? And I think 
This is a really interesting question. <laughs> All of these are loaded questions. It's not as like just so simple. So do midwives wait five minutes? Some would, some would not. Um, and then is five minutes sufficient for your baby to receive receive all of their blood? Well, for some babies, it absolutely is. I've definitely seen babies be born and within five minutes, um, there is like the cord is completely white. But then there's been babies that I've seen literally like 10, 15 minutes after birth and it's still pumping back into baby. So, Yeah. <laughs> So much to think about with with this topic. Um, as a midwife myself, it would be everyone has their own individualized approach as well. And it's not just midwives that would be doing the clamping and cutting. So some people would have doctors or obstetricians as their care provider. And again, are they being asked for delayed cord clamping or are you asking to wait for that cord to be white? Is another thing from a personal perspective I've definitely been present at births where um, women have asked for delayed cord clamping or asked um, n- not exactly wait until the cord is white but they said you know we want it to be delayed until all the blood is in baby and I've definitely seen heaps of um, care providers health care providers not wait an ample time and it's been blatantly obvious that the blood has not gone back into that um, baby's circulation which is really unfortunate so and I've seen people be lied to as well and say yes it was fine where it very clearly wasn't which isn't uh, very nice for lack of a better word there was one other thing that I wanted to say about this oh that's right I want going all the way back to talking about delayed cord clamping and me saying like think about the words that you're using I really want to see the see the use of the term delayed cord clamping eradicated because it's not very clear and not just in like people could be like oh it could mean two minutes it could mean five minutes it could mean ten minutes like there's no actual set time it's a very big gray area but just even the fact that people believe that you're delaying clamping by waiting a few minutes, whereas in actuality, like if we just let physiology just do its thing, like as a human, the cord wouldn't actually come away from the placenta for days. And so therefore anything that happens before a natural um, occurrence, it really should be deemed as early cord clamping. Anything before what would be deemed as a natural occurrence, so as I said, days for it to actually just come away, is actually early. So we really need to, like, there's so much that needs to be rethought. Um, And I really hope you're still with me here because sometimes when I'm trying to explain things, I'm like, does that even make sense? But I feel like, I feel like I explained it well enough. So just even the whole, um, the whole thought process around clamping cords and cutting cords, I really think we need to, to rethink and reframe. And I know there's a lot of people out there already doing this, like midwives and birth workers. 
Um, but I just thought, you know, this is this episode is just another opportunity to lay a few seeds down, a few different um, or challenge, you know, the way that you think about it and go, oh, okay, yeah, I did think that delayed cord clamping was optimal. And I didn't realize that like a few minutes might not have been enough for the baby to receive all of its total blood volume. So yeah, I hope I gave you something to think about. If there's um, anything else you'd like me to to chat on or you want to take this discussion even further, please feel free to contact me. And um, yes, I will. Well, hopefully you'll be listening to me on Thursday for the next episode when I interview. And otherwise, I will catch you back on the next Dear Dana. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to share the love or get in contact with us for feedback or a chance to be a guest on the show, you can contact us at www.daisy.com.au. That's www.daisy.com.au. Or on our Instagram at the oxytocin hour, all one word. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in and I hope you've gained something positive from listening. Until next time.